0: Episode 17, the one where I share the eight pillars of joy from the Dalai Lama and Archbishop Desmond Tutu. Hey, I'm Janelle Minow, and I'm obsessed with joy, fun, and helping you navigate this messy and magical thing called midlife. I'm a midlife plus woman who broke out of struggle, took a leap from my professional career, through a successful business, found Mr. Right, and learn to love on purpose. I'm here to teach you the tried and true secrets to releasing what's keeping you stuck and struggling so you can build a joyful life you adore. Here we'll tackle the fun but sometimes hard things. Money, business, career, relationships, health, purpose, love, and loss are all topics we'll cover. So pull up a chair and welcome to the joy, self-mastery, and living a limitless life podcast. Hey friends, welcome back to the podcast. I hope you are enjoying summer as much as I am. And if you're in a different season right now, I hope you're enjoying that too. But I love summer as Many, many people do. It just seems like a more relaxed time, and I'm not even sure why, because my life is kind of the same. So anyways, on to the podcast. Today, I want to talk about joy. So in 2015, Archbishop Desmond Tutu visited the Dalai Lama for his 80th birthday, and they had a conversation together where they shared eight pillars of joy. And I think about them doing this, and I just think, oh, that would have been so amazing to be present for. But this conversation is discussed more deeply in a book called The Book of Joy, and I'll link to it in the show notes. But since joy is a topic I talk about quite a bit, and I am always wanting to help people get reconnected to their joy, I wanted to share these pillars with you and some insights on each one of them so you can start being curious about them and applying them in your life and create more joy. But before we dive into the pillars, I want to talk about joy for a minute, bring you up to speed on joy. First of all, I'm going to divide this podcast into two parts. So I will give you four of the pillars today and four of the pillars next week. And I wanted to do this because some of you will just want to take the information, which is totally great, and listen to the podcast. But some of you will want to apply it and to embody it, to take these first four pillars and apply them to your life in everyday living. And that is the plan for me. I'm going to go ahead and do this myself. And I hope I'd love for you to join me in doing that. The next thing I want to say is that as humans, we tend to think that joy comes from outside of us. Now, I've talked about this a little bit before, but I just want to circle back around to it because it's such a hard concept to remember, especially in the moment. I was just having a conversation with a client this morning, and she was saying, if I just had the money, like... The money is going to solve the world's problems. It's going to be the thing that creates joy for her and leaves all the other things behind. But that's not the case, even though we think it is. I do this myself. We believe that if we have the house or the partner, or if the partner just did more around the house, or if we had the right job, or the business was working, Or the right dollar amount in the bank that we'd be happier. And yes, these things bring happiness, but it's a quick hit of happiness. It is fleeting. We're happy with our new home or a new car or whatever it is, and then we're on to something else, or soon we start to see the flaws in the things that we wanted so badly. I'm sure you can think of something that you have that you wanted so badly. Maybe it was your spouse or your home. And lo and behold, there's problems there too. There's things that don't bring us happiness within having that. Spiritual leader and author Eckhart Tolle calls this kind of happiness or this kind of joy, if you want to call it that, pleasure. So it's not really Happiness, it's not really joy, it's just pleasure that we get from these things. These things will bring pleasure, but not true joy because true joy comes from within. When you're experiencing pleasure, you might end up with a hangover or stress or disappointment. When you're experiencing pleasure, you can end up gaining weight or codependent or in addictive cycles or in deep financial hardship. In other words, sometimes pleasure gets in the way of joy. But true joy does none of that. Again, it is not something others provide us or the outer circumstances of our life gives us. But it's the place we find ourselves when we apply these eight pillars to our life. Okay? So this isn't the only way to joy but i just want you to really take these pillars that i'm going to share and notice how when you do apply them that you do create more joy in your life and to get curious about what other things what other emotions can i bring into my life or concepts that i can bring into my life that will lead me back to being highest version of myself the most authentic version of myself and create that inner joy okay because that's where it comes from again is from within you I keep saying that over and over because for one sometimes I just have to remind myself but I really want you to hear it okay again the other thing I want to say about joy is that it can come in many other feelings so joy isn't just this exuberant happiness, it is actually deep. It doesn't just come in happy times, but it can be present even in grief. So let's talk about death. We might feel sad when someone dies, which is a totally inappropriate emotion, right? But when we start to get to a place we reflect on their life, and we think about the memories of the person then we might encounter emotions of love and peace. And when you allow yourself to experience the love and peace, then you can slip into a more deep place that brings about this calm, loving feeling of joy. Emotions have the ability to drift into other emotions when we are actually willing to feel them deeply, when we allow ourselves to experience emotion. The love and peace will drift into joy, and soon you might find yourself with a gentle smile on your face. So, I hope that makes sense to everyone. Emotions are so, so powerful. All right. Are we ready to dive into these first four pillars? Let's do it. So, pillar one is perspective. For every event in life, says the Dalai Lama, there are different angles. When I hear these words, I like to think of a photographer. The subject can stay in one position, but each angle the photographer shoots from creates a whole different image. And perspective does the same thing. There is maybe no greater or no faster route to joy than perspective. When we change our perspective, we change our attitude Taking a God's eye perspective is what Archbishop Tutu says. So perspective allows for understanding and empathy, which in itself creates joy, not only in the one way, but in many. We are all wearing a different set of glasses based on our own beliefs, and all of our beliefs are formed from parents and religion and teachers and experiences that we've had in our life. I've talked before about putting on another pair of glasses. When we can see the circumstances another way, by putting on someone else's glasses or just trading out our own, we can find understanding. Asking yourself questions helps with this too. You can ask, how am I like them? This will change your perspective. There are always places to find commonness. Perspective is always useful no matter what circumstance is in front of you at any time. I use questions all the time in my life to ask access perspective. I might ask, what else is true or possible when I'm working towards my goal and I'm feeling confused or stuck or self-doubt or my brain is wanting to tell me some big story that's not even true? When you ask a question, your brain automatically goes searching for the answer. When you aren't willing to change your perspective, when you're holding tight to it, that's when you're more apt to get stuck. When we shift perspective, we open doors. We can see the perspective of others and of what is possible in our own life. And that opens the door for joy to enter. All right. The next pillar is humility. When we lack humility, we push away connection. It closes the door to connection, which is one of my emotional values. I love connection. And it's one of my emotional values in my emotional values system. And that's simply a system where we get to choose what emotions we value. It's a concept that I teach my clients, and you can do it too. So when we lack humility, we stop showing up from our truest divine self. We hide behind being someone that we're not. Someone we think will be liked better. Someone we need to be to keep us safe from rejection or feeling unworthy. When we lack humility, our ego is on the fast track. It's just in the spotlight. But it takes effort to always be in a role that keeps you superior or in a role where we have to fight to prove our worth and our value. When we lack humility, ego is the driver and it drives separateness, separateness from others and from who we truly are at a soul level. Lots of women tell me that they don't know who they truly are. I don't know who I really am is what I hear. And they don't know because they have been separate from that true part of themselves, their true soul identity for so long, in order to feel safe that they have lost the connection to that part of them. And this was true for me too. Humility also opens the door for comparison, which breeds, I'm not good enough, Or I'm not as good as or worthy enough. Again, feeling like you have to be someone you aren't. And I know we have all felt that in our lives. We are all human. And we might drive different cars or live in different types of houses, make different amounts of money, have different priorities or perspectives. But at the end of the day, we're all humans. And we're all equal. When you're comparing or considering yourself better, you are never going to be in joy. You're robbing yourself of happiness. When you nurture humility, you realize your limitations in a curious way. You're open to asking for what you need or want. You're open to acknowledging when you were wrong. When we lack humility, we need the praise of others to feel good about ourselves, or we need to make other people feel bad so that we can feel good about ourselves. We care about opinions of others, and often we stop growing, all of which close the door to joy. When you step into humility, you find yourself able to connect and grow in new ways that actually fosters joy. Pillar number three humility paves the way for this next pillar of joy which is humor humor is the ability to laugh at yourself right to make light of your mistakes or imperfections to be more light-hearted to own when you have been wrong and not make it mean anything about yourself our egos cannot withstand humor oftentimes i'll hear my ego say things like you don't know how, what do you think you're doing? You're not capable of this. What if it's wrong? And when I can laugh at it, when I can think something like, oh, you're so silly. Of course she would say this. That's so funny. It totally takes its power away. The power of that ego just disappears. Every human has quirks and faults and failings. Not taking yourself so seriously releases stress and worry. It diffuses tense situations and stops the ego from taking over your thoughts and shaming or making you be the bad guy. Humor is a way to have your own back because it doesn't shame, blame, or guilt. It just lets us let our guard down to be more comfortable and to know we are accepted, not take things personally. Humor helps us get to common ground, it sparks connection, it brings peace and releases pain. Being able to find humor in any situation slows down cortisol in our body and produces feel-good hormones, helping us to access or remain in joy. All right, the last pillar for today, pillar four, and that is acceptance. It is so easy for us to view acceptance as a resignation or defeat, but that is a perspective that doesn't create joy. We want to hold on to something because we feel like we're going to resign to it. We're agreeing with it, but that's not what acceptance is. The Dalai Lama says, why be unhappy about something if it can be remedied? And the remedy is acceptance. Acceptance is the ability to accept our life in all of its pain, in all of its imperfection and in all of its beauty. Acceptance is not resignation, it's not defeat. Accepting is the way we pass through a storm. It is facing suffering and asking the question, how can I use this as something good? Or what is the upside of this? What is this here to show me? What's the lesson I can learn? This is what it is. And now what do I choose to do that is going to move me forward in a way from lower emotions to a higher vibration? Acceptance allows us to interact with life as it is rather than wishing that things were different. For me, when I'm in acceptance, it feels gentle. It allows me to remember that it all unfolds as it needs to, not always the way I would prefer. It stops me from getting lost in the idea that something should be different than it is, which when we're thinking that something should be different than it really is, that causes suffering for sure. When I find acceptance, I can return to faith. Acceptance enables us to change and adapt, to find perspective and humor, rather than becoming lost in denial or drama or worry or despair and anxiety. When we accept, we stop the story. We become present and right now. When we accept what is, we can see more clearly and choose a perspective and direction, rather than feeling like something is happening to us. We can choose it ourselves. We're aware. When we can accept, we can move forward with our lives. And that is essential for joy. Okay, those are the first four pillars of joy I wanted to share today. If you want to experience more joy, authentic joy, not pleasure, I want you to take these four pillars and I want you to use them as guideposts. Okay, That's what I'm going to be doing this week because I'm still learning this stuff too. I still get pulled out of it, just like everybody else does. But I want it to be easier, quicker to get back to that place. Because I know for sure that's where my highest, truest self wants me to be. That's I want to be in my soul place. Okay. So use them as guideposts, Notice when you're feeling angry or frustrated or defeated or hurt or whatever it is. And then ask yourself, what would blank and insert an emotion, one of these pillars, do if I allowed that feeling instead? And see if you can put that emotion into play and just notice how it allows you to come back to joy let's let these emotions let these pillars reconnect you to joy all right that's what I have today next week I'm going to share the other four pillars with you I'd love to know your experience with this process you can share with me on Instagram and tag me or hit reply and let me know but my Instagram is at Janelle Mintel. and again if you don't want to go to Instagram I'd still love to hear. Hit reply. I'm acting like this is an email. You can't hit reply, right? I don't want you to hit reply. Go over to Instagram and share. <laughs> you guys, sometimes it's I'm so funny. If you know someone who would benefit from hearing about these pillars of joy, share the podcast. And if you've enjoyed it, leave me a review. Okay. You can also leave your experience with this exercise in the comments. And I will talk to you soon. Have a great week. I'm over here celebrating you because you just finished another episode of the Joy, Self-Mastery, and Living a Limitless Life podcast. Thanks for listening. If you got value from this podcast, don't forget to subscribe, share, rate, and review. We can help even more people just like you. Now, go out your limitless life.